The views and opinions expressed in Media Litter Sandwich do not reflect on the views of the network, station, studio, website, sponsors, guests, hosts themselves, anyone or anything else associated or even not associated with this podcast. Maybe not even the person that said them. In other words, do your own research and do not sue anyone over what is said on this show. Welcome to Media Lair Sandwich. This episode, we talk about all sorts of media things. Dave, you talk to me about just 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 your reporter experience. You're you're, you're emanating. Yeah, we we deep dove into some of the national coverage of of a couple of events uh, in the last few weeks, and and why some of these media things are doing our mindset. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to Media Layer Sandwich. Things look different, and hopefully they sound different. Maybe it'll help. Maybe it won't help. We'll see. I'm Toden from Toden.com, and this is Media Layer Sandwich. You can find us at MediaLitterSandwich.com. I'm see. I'm I'm so out of uh, touch. I'm already messing up the name of the show. I'm like Sandwich. Enunciate. Yeah. I wonder what I was thinking when I named it Media Litter Sandwich, and. So in this episode, we're talking to Dave Hernan. We're talking about recording stuff. Uh, maybe I cover that in the pre-music uh, intro. I'm not quite sure, but a lot of things are a little bit differently. We're going to see how things go. Uh, last episode, I was at Astronomicon. Hopefully the audio turned out. That one's a fun one uh, editing right now. Uh, oh, I can imagine. I, I was there with one of my side businesses. Yeah, I was uh, using Podcast Detroit's audio uh, in their studio, and we lost about 15 minutes of the audio. Uh, so, I mean, I'm still editing it, so i am probably do a voiceover in the middle because it's like, hey, this is this studio's audio. This is what you get if you use it, and 15 minutes are missing. It is a convention. Things go crazy at conventions, so not everything's predictable. But that's also why you do backup stuff, and I had a backup audio going to my camera, which I will be using, or did use, since it would already be live while we were recording now. <laughs> you know, this is why we try to stay to at least semi-evergreen topics, uh, and also getting back into the swing of things. So we're going to talk about trees? Uh, evergreen topics, meaning, you know what an evergreen topic is. I do, but do all the, uh, does the audience... Whatever green topic is, it's it it's not like current. It doesn't have. It, it'll always be semi-current. Like if you're talking about um, what hap- what you saw on the news today, that's not evergreen because it's old news a week from now. Right. But so, if you're talking about, like, so so we're not talking about the Pistons and Bulls from last night. We're going to talk about the 2019 Pistons season. Exactly. Because that's an evergreen topic. If people actually, what sport is that? Uh, n- n- say not that I'm advocating for talking about the Pistons because I haven't seen a game since like 2006. Okay, I saw a game uh, last season. I thought I, I had fun. I, I haven't seen a Pistons game since the last time they were in the finals. Okay, and I haven't seen an NBA <laughs> game since Kobe Bryant's last game. Uh, uh, for those wondering, this is Dave Hernan, and from. Uh, I work for a uh, local media company. It's a newspaper chain. I really don't want to give the exact name, but we're mm-hmm. a small metro Detroit. The paper I'm at is a small metro Detroit chain, a uh, small metro Detroit paper, but it's part of a larger chain. Um, I can't specifically talk about right. Well, my, my my specific job, so I don't want to mention. But we own lots of newspapers across the country. Right. 
And I, and I do got some questions for you. I just want to do a little housekeeping. Uh, you know, I just, talk, just talked about last week's audio. Um, hopefully this week's audio is going to be better. Um, you know, n- you know, and also now the things I said was apparently true because I mentioned something about Raw Talk no longer doing audio podcasts. Apparently I was wrong. Uh, I did find they were doing audio podcasts. They're just not have to be on the app that I use anymore. Um, th- but if you want to find mine, I'm on Stitcher, Podbean, Podable, a uh, ton of other stuff. If I'm not on the podcast app that you use, let me know and I'll see if I can get on it. Spotify, um, Maybe I'll be on Pandora one day. Probably not. I did put the application in, though. Uh, so today, <laughs> today I am at Foundation Hotel using their podcast studio, and we will probably be here for at least the next few months. Uh, it, nice Heil microphones. This is really cool. I actually got the view of downtown Detroit right in front of me. I got Cobo Hall right to the right. If it's still being called Cobo Hall, I know they Which, just as of today it's not. I mean, it won't be today. They made the announcement that they sold the naming rights. Yep. So it will either be named. Uh, uh, it's off of a bank. It's uh, TCF Bank, but they they're TCF, they're merged with another company. And yeah, the other company bought the naming rights, so it'll either be TCF center or if that falls through then it'll be like chemical bank center yeah that sounds right or close to right right um so i'm not a new source i want to make that clear i am not a new source if i get things wrong just let me know i'm not i don't have a laptop in front of me i have a couple phones but i'm not fact checking everything i'm going to try to be close but i'm not a new source and just for me to cut in like it's interesting to me like i'm from michigan but i'm not Mm -hmm. from the detroit area I grew up in uh, a r- rural area in southern Monroe County by the state line. Mm-hmm. I've known Cobo Hall my whole life. I had no idea it was actually named after a person. I had no idea where it came from until I was reading an article today in not my newspaper because we don't, we don't cover the city of Detroit proper. Right. And uh, I was reading all about it, and I was just like, wow, I've never even heard of this guy. I knew it was named after a mayor, and I knew there was some controversy around that. Apparently, he was a very racist guy. He was in office from, like, 50 mm-hmm. to 57. He actually ran on an anti-Negro campaign. And uh, are we, I don't know if we're allowed to say that, but that was the name of his campaign. Right. Like, that's actually, like, the, the terminology he used was anti-Negro. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not me, like, paraphrasing. That, that was his actual terminology. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a Republican, which in Detroit, I'm, I'm very po- – and I haven't fact-checked this – but very possibly the last Republican mayor elected in the, going back, all the way back to 1957. Wow. And he died in office. Huh. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> I, I, we're not fact-checked. We don't know what happened to him. I'm not that interested in it. Yeah, and I, I legit don't know. I, I, I know what was included in the article from mm-hmm. Dead, Deadline Detroit is the one I read. Okay. Yeah, I know a lot. Every newspaper I read about it kind of went, at least gave a couple sentences about, yeah, it's a good thing we're changing the name. And then Metro Times dedicated the article almost to that. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I semi-care about it. But this is supposed to be about the naming of Cobo Hall, the renaming of it, not about who it used to be, but what's currently going on. Well, but, but I think part of that is because we don't know exactly what it's going to be named, so they had right. they had to fill in the backstory more than than the current story. Uh, it's also Metro Times. They're they're not for being based around Detroit. They're not the most pro Detroit uh, paper. 
and I'm not going to weigh in on that specifically. Not, not that I work there either, but right, right. I just never want to run down anybody or a potential possible future employer. Oh, oh, I totally understand. I, I'm just, I call things the way I see them. So I mean, I'm trying. At Fair least enough. I'm trying to. I know in the past I've tried to stay on the fence, but I'm going to be a little more open. I, 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 I will gladly talk about specific coverage that I don't like, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to speak about organizations. Okay. Well, I'm going to say Foundation Hotel today has been amazing to me. Uh, I just hope this audio turns out because, um, I mean, they literally just said, okay, there's a studio, go. If you need an engineer, employ your own. Uh, I'm tech savvy. I could figure this out. Uh, You know, first day in the studio, you don't know how things are going. I got three different recordings going on. Hopefully one of them turns out right. It's beautiful studio. It's my first time ever in this hotel. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, it used to be used to be a fire station, and they kept the big doors. They put some, I mean, they did put some plexiglass behind the door so you don't get like the the draft from it. Uh, it's beautiful. Everything I've walked around here, it's beautiful. I know they have um, like a little gallery of a, of a local artist putting their stuff up there. It's. I'm just looking for the the rest of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, they got the, the uh, Detroit Ghostbusters. They got a firehouse or uh, old fire station, too, somewhere around here. Uh, that I'm not sure of, but... I know they purchased one. I don't know. I, I haven't talked to Eric in a little bit about that. Yeah, I haven't either. I, I, I saw him at Astronomicon, but right. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. You know, something that did happen to me today I want to just mention. Uh, YouTube... Uh, Copyright content control or something, YouTube copyright uh, tool. Um, I know it came out last year. It was only for people with 100,000 plus subscribers. Apparently now I have access to it. Basically what it does is if you go to, if you're a YouTube creator, you go to your YouTube studio. I don't, it's not rolled out for everyone because I've seen a few people trying to find it and they couldn't find it, but I know I have it now. And so in my studio side, It'll have a, a copyright thing I could click, and it will show me all videos that looks like somebody re-uploaded the content I have, um, which was very helpful because before it would take me a while. You know, if I'm curious if someone re-uploaded one of my videos, I have to I have to search for that title and see if that one's there. And when you have like four or five hundred videos up there, it's gonna take a while. Now, as my company's kind of transitioned away from YouTube, mm-hmm. and I don't do a lot of my own stuff anymore video-wise. YouTube's not the destination that it used to be. Well, I, mean, I don't know if there's another alternative. But. Say, it, it's been a couple of years since I've been like heavy into YouTube, and, and mm-hmm. part of that was when they took down the monetization for smaller channels. I love this studio. I can wave <laughs> to people on the street, and they wave back. But Downtown Detroit's so friendly. And it, it, it is the- <laughs> Is the re-uploading a big deal? Because as far as I know, I only ever had it happen once. It was with a sports video we did with the Tigers. And mm-hmm. it was when Brad Osmus was joking about beating his wife. Oh. <laughs> One of our uh, reporters happened to catch video. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, he was the only one that caught like the short video. It was when we were using a tout platform that also auto-uploaded to our YouTube channel. Okay. And we had some other sports network like steal the video. It was even had our watermark on it. And re-uploaded right. themselves, and they got like a million hits on it, where we got like thirty thousand. Oh wow! And, but it, but it was like because it was like a twelve-second clip, and it, right. it and it only caught the part where he said, "I beat my wife," and then laughed. It didn't catch any of the context. Not that there's ever good context for that. Right, right. But it, it was clearly said in a joke, and he did apologize for it later when he realized it didn't come off that way. Mm-hmm. Not not that I need to apologize for him, but but that's the only video I ever caught 
of, of stuff that I worked with that was re-uploaded. So is it a big issue? I think it depends on however you view it. Because if it's your new site, I guess it depends on the company. Uh, for myself, I had a video that went viral and that got re-uploaded a video that we were making money off of and some of that money was going to charity even uh and that one i didn't like people re-uploading basically because they're taking credit for what we did it was an entire you know the, the this viral video and they're like oh i like it i'm gonna help spread it that's not helping spread it help spreading is sharing our link not re-uploading it and acting like it is yours um and they and especially if they monetized it that's the parts i had issues with now other things now if you're uh re-uploading it like um there was a sh one one of the videos I found today that was re-uploaded was an event I did, and this one guy who had a very who had a TV show in the area he ran up to me during this event and he goes, "Hey, you're at uh you're at this event. These creators did this and this. It's fantastic. So and so's here. So and so's here," and he gave me the intro. I thought it was really cool. This guy had a lot of stage presence, and I didn't prompt him to do this. He just did it. Now, he took my three-minute cosplay video and put it into his show. Should he have told me? Absolutely yes, because I would have gotten a higher quality. But unless it was for another client, then I don't have – you know, it, it, there's a lot to go in. If it was for a client, that I would have an issue with. But since it was for me, I personally don't care. I just think he should have talked to me because – there was also, you know, because it had my watermarks on it, it had all this other stuff. So I'm getting credited. That's why you, you like having your watermarks because you're going to get, because that's your credit. Right. And I've had people get mad at me I, I, for watermarks. That's guess, why they're there, though. I guess maybe I misphrased the question. Okay. It, it, it's always a bad thing when somebody takes your video without you knowing and re-uploads it. Mm. I, I guess I meant, well, does, does it happen a lot? Because I've worked with probably thousands of videos over several mm -hmm. channels I've worked with. And I've only ever noticed it happening once to my stuff. Is it maybe because most of my stuff was very targeted to a specific news audience? Does it happen a lot more to other people? I think depending on who it is, it happens a lot more. Um, it, it it totally does. It, I mean, if it's music and your music's copyright, you know, copyrighted, and the bots are looking for it, there's a lot of things that can happen. Uh, if it's um, a video, something that you did. Uh, you know, like like the the podcast, someone's re-uploading it. It kind of depends how popular it is, and it also depends if what they're doing with it too. Um, the one thing I like about this tool is it it says, remember, just because someone re-uploaded your stuff doesn't mean it's a copyright violation, and people need to know that and remember it. However, a lot of people don't know what the copyright rules are, and we could do a whole series on that. I don't want to go into it. Um, and it's also you don't want to like – I know for a lot of creators that, that do get re-uploaded a lot, they sort of say we don't want to go after everybody because then we – because if we make it a thing that we're going to go after everyone that uses our trademark, then we have to go after everyone. We can't just pick and choose and some people do some really cool things like somebody um, – I forgot what um, – well, one example was I'm trying to remember who was talking about. I think it was one of the Green Brothers. They're talking like, hey, it's, you know, some people do some cool stuff. Yeah, other, you know, if someone does something we don't like, we ask them to take it down. If they don't take it down, then we might 
do go through YouTube, but we won't do any law action because there's other people that will start uh, subtitling it or dubbing it in another language. Mm. That's pretty cool. Or if someone's reviewing something, it, obviously, if it's a straight up good review, you know, straight up like 10 sec, you know, like a five minute review or something, that is totally, you know, fine and, 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 and actually not violating your copyright but if they're watching every segment like some of these react videos where they're actually playing the entire thing video and audio then mm. that may uh, uh break some so it kind of depends what people are doing it's really a case-by-case -case scenario fair enough you know one of the videos i saw um that was re-uploaded by several different people. One person that re-uploaded a video that I did at PinguCon a few years ago of somebody getting a chip uh, in their hand, uh, an RFID chip, I think that's what it's called. Uh, they got that in their hand. This group put it, it was just by itself, just completely ripped, not trimmed, not edited, just put up there, but the title changed. And apparently they're using my video to support some kind of uh, conspiracy. And uh, that was interesting. I'm still not sure how to take that, but you know, it has my watermark on it, so cool. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and, it, and it didn't mean to hijack your intro. I was just legitimately curious. Oh, you good. I, I'm kind of changing up uh, the way we did this before. I'm actually trying to do some segments. So, you know, the opening segment where you kind of talk about a couple sort of current topics, uh, what's Fair going enough. on with you. And then we do some kind of ad, which I actually have that written down. Look at me. I'm trying to be... Uh, I'm trying to be a, a professional here. I'm just not used to being the interviewee, and it, it kills <laughs> me not to ask questions. I want to cut. Well, that's fine, too. I mean, so, you know, DV Radio, we are back on DV Radio Tuesdays nights at 7 p.m. That's Eastern time. And for all the uh, people that aren't a veteran, but you're currently still in, I know that made no sense, uh, 1900. Why does DV Radio always like to give military time and normal time? I don't know. Um, maybe you know, but yeah, so seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday nights, they rebroadcast uh, um, the podcast, and I'm in the chat room. But you can always catch it on CourseToden.com and, and YouTube.com slash ToadenK. Uh, if you want to hear it first, you can always do that. But if you want to, but some people like being in the chat room and talking to me and asking questions, so that's always really cool. Um, and, of course, we all love all the people over at DV Radio. In fact, I'm wearing one of my Dysfunctional Veterans uh, hoodies right now. So, Dave, uh, I do got a couple questions, a couple reporting questions. Uh, I'm not talking about any of your current stories. Sure. You, you already gave me warnings not to – some things not to ask you. But there is – there's been – it's not been a few weeks, but we're learning more and more some weird stuff going on there. There's a lot of – I hate to use the term fake news because we've talked about that before. I, I don't like the term, but it does exist. Yeah. This, like the stuff of the Covington kids. I've actually like stopped listening to several podcasts because information came out about these mega hat wearing te you know, teenagers from the school. I mean, I think everyone kind of knows the story. They went to a March for, for Life, a, a, you know. A pro-life rally, and then uh, um, while they wait for their buses. Can I give a small opinion on that before we get into like specifically the yeah, coverage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like first of all, I have no problem with the kids being there. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with the kids wearing the hats. None of that stuff. Right. I, mean, I don't agree with it, but that's fine. But for a school field trip, 
and, and I realize it's a private mm-hmm. school or whatever, but even private schools get some type of federal funding. I don't think that we should be paying for field trips to religious-based events. Or a politically pro- based events. Well, and poli- it's a political based but, thing. But, but I, I get like we can't tell mm. the kid like don't wear the hat because that then we're somewhat violating free right. speech. But why should at, at any level we, we give any government funding for a for a school to then per- take kids to a religious event? And I realize that private schools get very little government funding, mm. but they do still get a bit so, some types of subsidies, and I'm just. Because it was a religious rally, like we, we shouldn't be funding that stuff. Uh, at this point, I'd like to give a shout out to Missy Mills, who did our disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I lo- and, and in our disclaimer, actually says uh, the opinions and views uh, might not even belong to the pre- people that say them, because I often like to play devil's advocate. Um, so I, I like that we put that instead of saying, hey, your views and opinions solely only belong to the people that say them. Not always, because I I don't flip flop. I argue both sides f- for a more rounder right. discussion. And, and and I fully understand that there's people that don't agree with me, and but especially had it been a public school, mm-hmm. like we oh like, that was public school, yeah. That but but have like you shouldn't be sending, you know, the the separation of church and state. Right. I have no problem with the kids going. Right. But but if any federal funds or even state funds were used to fund it. I'm against that, and, yeah. and, and I don't know for sure that they were. Well, my questions have to do with media coverage on it. I, I figured it was, but I just wanted to. And if you edit that out, I won't. I won't complain. But I don't want to edit anything. I'm trying to make this <laughs> easier on myself. I understand. <laughs> you know. So okay. So the students were at this thing, uh, uh, and they have to meet at at. At a place for the bus, and while they're way in there, um, one group of uh, black Hebrew Israelites started th- yelling at them. Um, they did not, re- instead of retaliating or saying anything, they started doing school chants. Um, some Native American activists, uh, one particular that actually doesn't live too far from here, Ypsilanti. Uh, yeah, Ypsilanti, even though he's supposed to be part of the Omaha tribe in Nebraska, uh, he lives over in Ypsilanti. Um, he, you know, they go over there. He claims that he was trying to uh, uh, intervene, and that, and and he still says that the the students were the main, you know, it was them that he was more concerned with, and he go, walks um, right up to him, uh, starts drumming down the line, then walks into this one student's face and and drums right in his face, and he stood there, and he didn't do anything, didn't say nothing back to him. Um, at one point in the two-hour-long video, you could see him tell another student, don't even interact with them, trying to, uh, um, you know, they're not trying to do anything, but, of course, people say stuff like, this kid has a punchable face because he's just standing there wearing a Make American Great hat, uh, kind of smirking. So because he's a white uh, male from a fr- from a private high school wearing a Make American Great Again hat, and he has a smile on his face, uh, people still say a lot of things. The original media coverage claimed that the students surrounded the Native American group, uh, and they were mocking them, yelling stuff. That's not the case. At least if it is the case, show show me some, you know, show out some evidence. There's been third-party investigations. There's been, anyways, the truth is out that these kids, uh, I shouldn't say kids, I should say students, because that's kind of... Considering that they were not being treated like minors, um, they're not. 
the media totally messed us up. Um, I'm not sure how, what happened. I don't know what happened. Someone claimed that these students were chanting a bunch of stuff, so a lot of uh, false narratives went out there, and these students were just ridiculed even when the truth came out. A lot of news sources didn't apologize or didn't run correctional stories or did it in a really weird way, just showing qu- quotes saying that, well, so-and-so says this is what happened, but unquoted that they say well the students that surround him they claim this happened and it's just well and, and that's part of my problem with the coverage mm-hmm. like clearly the the initial reports were just flat out wrong mm-hmm. like and and to be honest i don't know who the first one to report on it was i didn't pay that much attention right the first one i saw was a now this which that and buzzfeed i don't consider real news sources but you know maybe so, they are i don't know i don't right, and, I, I never thought they were and it's different to everybody because you never mm-hmm. know who's going to break something. But mm-hmm. I, I, oh, yeah. I honestly don't know who the first person to cover this was. But by the time it became a national story, everybody was reporting basically the same thing. And it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Just flat out it was wrong. And unfortunately, that does happen from time to time. A reporter's only as good as their sources if their sources say this or that. And I don't know if the first people only saw small clips of this video or whatever. But it didn't take long, what, a day or two before the entire video was released. Right. I think it was less than 48 hours because when I first heard it, I turned up the volume because it, it was cringeworthy. It was definitely cringeworthy, the original video. And I turned up the volume just because something didn't seem right to me. And I couldn't hear the things that the – first, I don't like videos that just are, are – uh, um, B-roll with words on them for a news story. Give me a voiceover. Give me a full article underneath it. But give, I don't like videos that are just work text over B-roll and then music with it. And now they're saying they were yelling stuff. So I turned up the volume. I didn't hear. I thought it was weird. So I Google searched it, especially because everyone was talking about this. And I couldn't find any evidence. And people were like, look at the two-hour video. So I watched the two-hour video. The following day is when I started seeing all these people like, uh, did you watch the full video? Because uh, this was wrong. Well, and, and the problem is we, and, we, we quickly mm-hmm. learned it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And many of the media organizations, and I'm not going to say specifics because we all know which ones did and didn't. Right, right. And but, there was multiple. But many of them, rather than issuing a correction or an apology, actually tried to dig into – the students passed and there was actually another video i don't know if you saw this one or not mm-hmm. that was allegedly filmed earlier in the day it, it makes sense that it was the kids were wearing the same clothes of several of the covington students like being rude and obnoxious to other kids in in the area right and that was also proven that that wasn't com- the covington high school which huge props to them because if that was my high school we would th- we would have totally been doing stuff, you know, like, like I know when we went to Washington, D.C., uh, when I was in middle school, we weren't like we weren't like these kids. We were we were kids. And, you know, we did. You know, we would say things and do things and just happy to be out of school. I, I can't believe that the you know, that these students acted the way they did, meaning well behaved. Well, well, I still don't know what even if they did act like that, I still don't know how that was a news story. Well, and, and, and my <laughs> point with that other video and then, and then to be honest, I didn't, I didn't realize it had been found not to be true, mm-hmm. but whether it's true or not, had no, had no bearing on the coverage that was given that we know was wrong. Right. Like it doesn't matter what you did earlier in the day or what you did last week. If the, if the coverage that says you did this and then we find out you didn't do this, you still need to correct that. Mm-hmm. And most places didn't. And I have a severe problem with that. And to, and to be honest, it, it's not. 
it, it, I think it wouldn't have been a big deal had these places said, hey, we screwed up. If, if it was a print journalism, you, you run a correction, hey. Right. The, the, the problem is it went everywhere, it went everywhere quick, and there was large front-page newspaper coverage. There was hours upon hours of radio and TV coverage. Right. And they've covered it week after week. Like, they had updates. One, I'm not sure why it became a news story in the first place. You know, kids acted uh, not in a tolerable way, and uh, even if that's wrong. Well, and I think it had everything to do with the hats. Right. Because and, and 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 let me get this out there. I, I tend mm-hmm. to lean liberal, mm-hmm. but the the liberal media screwed this one up. I, I, I guarantee you, without knowing for sure, but I guarantee you, it was one of the liberal leaning sites that broke the news mm-hmm. initially, and then once it breaks, it becomes a story everywhere because of this, that, and the other. But since they got it wrong, everybody just compounded off of that, and then nobody wanted to own up to we screwed up. Okay, uh, I'm gonna move this, keep moving this a little bit forward because there's two, you know, two things I w- definitely want to talk about. This um, I want to talk about now. They're suing the uh, some of these several media outlets. Yeah, the Tribune Company and maybe a couple others, uh, Washington Post, for uh, as well as the one I was reading today. And keep in mind. This podcast is probably this podcast was recorded on February twentieth, so a lot of stuff has happened since then. But they're they are f- taking action, and and oh man, the comments are are crazy. The comments people are digging their feet and saying, "I don't care." That kid had a had a smirk, had a bully smirk on his face. <laughs> and, and to be honest, like, and, and I'm not an attorney. Mm-hmm. Get that up right. I'm not an attorney. But, but I'm not I, anything. There's but, no reason. But, <laughs> but but I really see. I don't, I don't see them necessarily winning 250 million dollars. No, they'll settle. But I could see them winning a few million dollars per mm-hmm. student, or at least for the main that that main student. And I don't, right. I don't remember his name. Well, but but the main kid mm-hmm. that was in like every photo and all that. So you know. So that brings me to my main question. This is one of the main th- reasons I brought this up. Is when you're co- if you were covering a story like this, would you have blurred these students' faces since they are known minors? I wouldn't have. Okay. It was in public. Mm-hmm. So, like, running their faces at all that is perfectly fine. Okay. Because it was in public. It was, in a, it was at a public event. You have absolutely no expectation of privacy. Right. But I also would have fact-checked a little more before I ran the story. But, but, but no, it, it was in public. Like, like, running their faces and all that or even naming them, perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Because it was in public. It wasn't like you went into the school and had to worry about permission. Like, they, they were on public streets. They were in... You know, events like that. So, so from that side, the media didn't do anything wrong, right? But again, they they screwed up everything else with with the story, but not that. Okay, yeah, because a few people were asking about that. I was I was curious because no, it, especially it, it, all these people talking about you know wanting them doxxed and to, they, these these students had death threats or school had death threats and bomb threats and it's just well, they and and that's why they have I th- a case and that's why i think they'll win their case because the coverage turned out to be wrong mm-hmm. there was very little attempt to actually correct it and it did cause them emotional stress and harm mm-hmm. okay 
Yeah. Um, another thing that happened uh, recently is, and I think this could be evergreen because I, I think this is something every couple of years people bring back up. The sailor that uh, there was a sailor that recently passed away that claims. I'm not saying he was the person, the iconic picture where the sailor grabs. Actually, the, he was. Are, are we the, sure? Because there's like. Th- so there, many people that claim to be that th- person. There have been many of them that claimed it, but mm-hmm. they actually used photo recognition software and proved it was him Okay, several years ago. but Okay, because this is one of those things where even if I did fact tr- quote-unquote fact-check all these things. There's been so many people claiming that they're that that they're the sailor, that they're that nurse, and yeah, that, they, there's they, so many different stories about they, that are they, completely they, contradictory. They used photo recognition software. Okay. They actually identified the 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 sailor and the nurse. Okay, she died. I believe it was three or four years ago. She was in her 90s as well. Mm-hmm. And then he died last week. Okay, earlier this week. Because I'm reading the current stories. Like I heard totally different stories, but. It's also because so many people have claimed to be this iconic. Right. Well, and yeah, I guess you could say couple. <laughs> well, and if you were a World War II sailor and you wanted to tell your grandkids something, wouldn't you maybe spin the truth a little bit? Right. Um, this is another one of those things I, uh, um, that the comments are, are, are amazing. Um, the statue, uh, I guess there's somewhere there's a statue based off this photograph, which I didn't know, um, where they randalized it and wrote hashtag or pound sign me too. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, like I get it. Like if you look at different time, if you look at it through today's Mm -hmm. standards, nobody would get away with doing that. Right. Like, like the actual, like, just randomly grab somebody on the street and kiss them. No one ever would, would hear about it. Uh, I mean, I don't know how this picture ever became iconic, but it's uh, it, it's really but, cool and, and, and totally makes sense. It's, it's, it's you know, it's totally iconic picture. I, I don't even know who the photographer was, dude. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head, um, it, but mm-hmm. it was a spur-of-the-moment thing. And, and, yeah, you can, if you look at it through 20th century, you know. Right. Yeah, but yeah, you could argue that it was an assault. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, and, and this is purely my opinion, but I honestly don't think either one of them was thinking anything like that. Right. It was totally a different time. And I mean, I, I'm reading different things. One thing says his girlfriend's actually inside the frame further away, and he actually went on to marry the person that's further away, you know, that's also in the photograph a little bit further away. I mean, I don't know any of this. Because. Yeah, I don't either. Like, <laughs> and until like it came out that he died, like I, to be honest, it, we forget about it. It y- comes y- up you every see it couple every so years. often, and you don't think about it again. But I, I can honestly tell you that I've seen that photo periodically my entire mm-hmm. life, and I've never once given it a thought of like, "Wow, he's assaulting her." Right. Like I, I, I don't get the vibe from it. I don't get the tone. And right. I wasn't there. Like you can't tell everything from a photo, but right. I just I, I seem to think like this one was a little overblown. But I could be wrong, but <laughs> I yeah. mean, she the, the woman just died a couple years ago, so she had like 70 years to complain. I, I'm so right. Uh, and I'm hearing things that, you know, I, I originally read stories that say they never talked to each other again. And now I'm reading stories saying, oh, they remained good friends. I don't know. And I, I'd believe the one about they never talked to each other again because I don't think they knew each other beforehand. It was just a spur of the moment right. thing. And and while that wouldn't fly in today's society, back then it was acceptable at least. It, it seems like today's society, even if he did something that would be acceptable uh, uh, today, of course, you know, I'm not sure what that would be anymore. <laughs> um, 
handshake. <laughs> an offer of a handshake. That that could be it. I mean, there's people out there that claim saying hi to a stranger is not appropriate, especially if you're opposite sex. You know, if it's a person of the opposite sex, uh, um, people claim that that's now inappropriate. Well, and, and not to be political, but our own vice president has said he refuses to be alone in the room with with a woman. Like there has to be at least somebody else in the room just so that nobody can claim he did anything. Yeah, I mean, it's watching yourself. So in 10 years or 20 years, with and we're seeing that, you know, we're seeing with comedians, of all the categories, comedians are facing things. Uh, I don't want to go into any of the topics. It's just the, the media coverage. Uh, can you tell? Can you help me out with some of this media coverage that seems to? There is so much opinionated media coverage, even from newspapers today, not in the opinion section. The, the, there is to a certain extent, and, and and while I can't speak specifically about, you know, right, 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 of any I mean, particular I news, I can't speak specifically mm. about newspaper coverage in the sense of I don't mm. get it because I would never allow it where I work. Right now, now we we do get opinions not in the opinion section, and only because I don't run an opinion section. Okay, but I do run opinion pieces, and they're just they're clearly labeled. Mm-hmm. But I don't have an opinion section. But right, but it ed, ed, editorializing a story is, is when you're trying to cover it as news is is terrible to me. Yeah. Now the problem is the average John Q American doesn't necessarily understand the difference when they're watching TV or listening to the radio of a commentary piece and news. Mm-hmm. You know, that they see random person on CNN or Fox News or any other channel has news right in the name of the show, so they assume everything on the show is news. When really probably closer to 90% of the coverage on all of those channels is commentary. That's okay. BuzzFeed's news now, apparently. I, mean, I don't know. But yeah, it's commentary. They, they talk about the news, but they're mm-hmm. giving you their spin on it. They're not actually giving you the news. Right. The Daily it, Show it, people, you know, those numbers, people uh, act like that's a news source. It, it's not Walter Cronkite. They Cron- even say it's not. It's not Walter Cronkite, like, staring in the camera and reading you the news. This week today, that's not a, it's at, a news show, but it's not the news. And at the same time, like, the people that are like, oh, I wish we could go back to Walter Cronkite. A lot of people don't realize, like, when he became famous for for reading you the news, he wasn't really a journalist anymore. Like, he was just reading a script. Like, other people were doing the work. And it was also very different because today you watch your anchors. They have personalities. They, you know, it's it's a different time. Now we look at personalities. We look at relating to people. Then they would just, like the anchorman, they'll just sit there and they would just read the news. I think of Mary Tyler Moore, Ted Baxter. Yeah, that well, and at the same time, though, back, <laughs> at the same time, back in that day, mm-hmm. there was what three newscasts a day, two newscasts a day. You had a morning news and a nightly news. Right? Was there even a morning news? I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know either. I wasn't quite alive. But, but you had a couple newscasts. One there was ma- a morning news and there was a night news, and sometimes there was a afternoon news. But it, on the it wasn't the twenty-four hour news cycle we have now, where you've got mm-hmm. thirty stations that are running twenty-four hours of news. You have to fill that with something. Right. And unfortunately, people don't see the difference. Like, they, they can't tell the difference between, you know, somebody reading you a copy of a story I wrote and then somebody reading six pieces of that story and then giving their opinion on it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's a real problem because w- w- when you actually explain it to, to most people, they're like, that makes sense. Uh, but, but it's a big difference. 
and, and that's and you know you've got Facebook and Twitter and all the social media too, and those are great tools to get news and information from, but you can't believe everything you see. Right, like, like the people rep- reporting this, and well, yes, I well, used. Air why quotes. do we have to do research when we're watching what we assume is news? Right. Well, well, and <laughs> and I have this happen to me quite often, mm-hmm. where I will get either tagged in a Facebook post or somebody will send me like, "Hey, I saw this on Facebook or whatever." It's like, um, this this goes back to when I was covering the city of Lincoln Park. I'll, I'll give you an example. It happened at least once a week where somebody would call me and be like, "Hey, there's so, so somebody shooting." You know, there, there's gunshots down the street. Police are surrounding a house. So I'd call the police chief or the deputy chief or whoever was on, on duty at the time. Be like, hey, blah, 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 this is going on. I covered the city of Lincoln Park for over two years. Mm-hmm. Three times there was actually an active shooter situation when I checked on these. And I guarantee you I checked on at least two a month. Wow. And this was people like, like claiming to be eyewitnesses. Like, I saw it happen. And so I'd get two or three, maybe more a month, and three times in three years or two years, it turned out to be true. Wow. Like, you know, how, how well, to be you- honest, not everything shows up in the blotter, too, because I know sometimes I see something like, hey, Dave, the other day I, I, I saw this. Do you know anything about this? No, and, 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 I, and I hate doing that sometimes, no, too. I, and I fully <laughs> get that. And, and clearly no reporter is going to see every single crime that happens right. in the city. Especially when you're covering but, 20 cities by yourself. But but if you call <laughs> the police chief and be like, hey, there's reports of an active shooter right now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, nobody called us or we're not out there. Or like, let me check and he'll get back to you 20 minutes. Like, n- n- nothing happened. Right. Like, that's just people. Yeah, firework and you, you don't know. Well, and it could be. But, but like mm-hmm. I'm saying when people would actually call me and be like, hey, I saw somebody pull a gun. And he's standing outside a house like screaming at his ex-wife. Like, okay, and the police never once were called or anything? You just decided to make a Facebook post? Like, so it either didn't happen or... Well, I remember um, there was an incident at an apartment complex I I was living in, and uh, um, somebody shot a gun in in, in their apartment. The next, and in fact, one of my pictures ended up on the uh, on in a newspaper and stuff. Hey, you're you're more than free to talk about it. I just can't talk about my stuff. Okay. Well, what I'm thinking is that you know the next day I'm asking, hey, did you see what was going on? And they're like, I've heard stories of pe- of like terrorists running around with AK-47s, and they're trying to tell me. I was like, um, I talked to the cops that night. I know it wasn't that. Oh, you're missing the whole thing, man. I saw everything. Really? I was out here in my boxers because the police uh, almost kicked down my door and woke me up, which I wasn't happy about. And they yelled at me because they're saying the gunshot didn't wake you up. No, I slept through. (laughs) Like, no, I've been to Iraq and I heard worse. You kicking the door to make my whole apartment. It felt like the building shaking that almost put me in a bad place you almost put me in a bad place by shaking my entire building by trying to kick down a deadbolt door (laughs) woke me up versus a single gunshot but that's beside the point (laughs) right but But yeah i heard so you can even see that that. now imagine like you're 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 the news reporter and you're Mm -hmm. getting those reports from eight cities at a time every day and then everybody wants to know why you didn't track down Every single thing they call you about, especially when most of the ones you try to track down are either not true or it's way different than what they're trying to say. 
Right. And I'm not saying that Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of that stuff isn't great, because it is. Right. But you can't believe, you know, that that's just a random person posting something. They, they haven't been through training. They don't know. Right. And most of the time, they haven't checked with an official or whatever and gotten what actually happened. Because let's face it, I, I drove by a bar a couple weeks ago, two, 2 o'clock or so in the morning. Mm-hmm. I see a car flipped over and... And, you know, the car flipped over in front of the building and it had smashed in the side of the building. As as a journalist, I'm I'm like, oh, I wonder what happened. I should call the police chief. But as a passerby, I'm like, hey, look, some drunk guy flipped his car. Huh. But, you know, and, and this but one. But you never know. You well, just, and, just and, kind of assume. And this one did turn out to be a drunk guy. Well, right. we don't know it was a drunk guy because he ran away. By the time they caught him, he wasn't drunk, but he might have been. Mm-hmm. Everybody else in the car was drunk, so. But the driver ran it. But it could have been a medical accident. But as, you know, if somebody drove by, snapped that picture, and then sent it to me and said, hey, some drunk guy hit a building, and I didn't check on that, that's my fault then for reporting false information if it's not true. It's my name that goes on the story, and therefore it's my fault if it's wrong. Uh, and I really do wonder, um, I know a lot of reporters have been laid off, well, in recent years, but a couple weeks ago... Uh, there was a mass layoff of several uh, of a big company and several other companies of reporters, and I find it interesting that it was so close to the Covington kids incident. I know there's other incidents too that were falsely reported, uh, or you know, information that was later to be found false um, that were major stories. Uh, I'm trying not to hit every single one of them, uh, but the, the, there there was a few. And I'm really wondering if any of that was tied together. I assume this stuff was coming, but... Yeah, absolutely not. Um, and I do have a little bit of inside information on that one that I can't share. Okay. One, because my company was one of the ones that attempted to buy part of one of this other company. Okay. So I can't talk about any of that. Okay. But these layoffs were coming. Most of them were buyouts. They weren't actual layoffs. Okay. But they, they, they were coming. Nobody knew exactly how many. But okay. but they they were in the works for a while, and it's part of the company trying to pare down so it could possibly be sold. Well, I I hope the best comes to those people, and um, and you know, there's a lot of things going on, and if they need to uh, learn how to code, they can. Uh, <laughs> but 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 for the most part, if something like that were to happen, that 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 was I, meant as a for those that know the learn to code meme. That was that was meant as a joke. Well, originally it was meant to mock uh, people that told other people to learn to code when they're being laid off, but... But but gen- generally, anyways. if somebody's being let go because of bad reporting or right. whatever, the organization will put out a statement like, hey, this happened, we're sorry, and this person no longer works here. Right. Like, hey, maybe that would say, if they did do that, man, we would have saved them from a couple lawsuits. Well, and, and, and it's because for the most part, for the most part, and I can't speak for everybody, mm-hmm. but media organizations want to be upfront about things like... If if you find out that I'm hiding the fact that we fired this guy because he was faking stories, why are you going to believe anything else I did after that? Because, like, I tried to cover that up. Right. Like, it's my job to reveal what's being uncovered, not to try and cover my own stuff. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much or how bad that is, (laughs) like, you got to be open and honest or nobody's going to trust you. And as a journalist, all you have is your name. Well, thank you for for that. That that's good information. Um, I like to once again say uh, uh, DV Radio. We are on DV Radio, and they are partnered with the DV Farm. They're a good charity. It's a VA homeless. Um, I don't know if I, would, you know, go to DV Farm 
and check it out. Just Google DV Farm. You'll find a bunch of stuff, and and it, it's it's good stuff. It's my charity of choice. When I go to we use Amazon, we use uh, Smile on Amazon, and and DV Farms my charity of choice. If you're curious, go ahead and look it up. It benefits homeless veterans, and they recently did this whole. Um, winter survival gear kit that they're giving out to homeless veterans really good stuff um so totally recommend checking that out and if you ever want me to read something like this for a sponsor like maybe you own a store or something i don't know <laughs> uh we are open to sponsors just go ahead and email me at podcast at medialairsandwich.com or even scott at toden.com or reach me out on facebook we have a page we have a we have a group um, or anything like that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, this is a point. I know we've said a couple things that might not be super family friendly with, with kids in the room, but this is a point where I'm going to open up my phone and start reading comments. There's been several times where I mentioned, hey, you should read the comments on this. It's it's absolutely horrible. Um, I'm going to go mm-hmm. ahead and open my Facebook and go to um, – and check out a couple of news stories and just read a couple comments. I just want to say this may be the part. I I haven't done this in a very long time, and I can honestly say I haven't pre-read these comments, so I don't know what's going to come out. Uh, so if you want to put headphones on now or leave right now, perfectly acceptable. But I'm going to tell you right now, some of these comments are definitely entertaining. So you mind if I go ahead and do that? No, if you have a ahead. phone, you're welcome to uh, to participate. Or I might. I know I'm just going to hand you the phone because I know there's a couple things in here. I'm going to go to one newspaper that we mentioned. I'm not even. Uh, can 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 I mention them right now? I, yeah, it's better to that way. If I, people want to verify you're not making up the comments. Oh, I totally want to make them up. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Now, he, okay. he's looking at a story on, on the Detroit Free Press's uh, Facebook page. Yeah, because they're local to me. I read this Facebook page all the time. And, oh, my God, people's comments. Since we're talking about Covington uh, suing uh, Washington Post, I'm going to go ahead and read some of these comments. And uh, if you didn't believe me that some of these people are doubling down and still totally against these kids, just some of these comments are horrible. Um just just randomly i'm not going to read the people that the names of the people are saying them i'm just going to read some of these things um i hope they lose and have to pay the lawyers fees for washington post those little spoil snots it's actually not as bad as i would have expected i now and, if and i no, go you're just looking this thread and I, and I know you're just looking randomly and, and mostly at top level comments uh-huh um Oh, I saw something really good in that earlier. But uh, uh, good, hit the liberals with lawsuits that jumped the gun instead of waiting for all the facts to come out. Uh, you can't deny some of that. I'm trying well, to, no, but but I would also point out mm-hmm. that, like the Detroit, you're on the Free Press site, which is the the liberal paper in town. Mm-hmm. But the Detroit News covered the same story in nearly the same way. Right, and that's the conservative paper in town. So like, hey, that's something I didn't know. I didn't realize that the two were parted like that. I mean, it's it's not like an official like, okay. that, but but <laughs> if, if you we have meetings to make sure but, we're but, in but the right you, part. It, but if you look historically, the the huh. news coverage tends to lean conservative, and the and the free coverage tends to lean liberal. Um, and, and that's not that's not neither good nor bad. That's just a, a fact. Mm-hmm. And but but they both covered the story in in similar ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid needs a grin slapped off his face. 
We've heard that one over and over again. Uh, this boy was disrespectful, point blank. I swear, another illusion of white privilege. Wait, but if you're trying to prove that this is white privilege, why would it be an illusion? Or is this the illusion of white privilege because we know what really happened where he actually wasn't disrespectful, but yet they're calling him. I don't. I, 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 can, can you like decode this for me? Um, I don't understand. They're disrespectful, but it's an illusion of white privilege. I can't specifically. And, and, <laughs> and on top That's why of, I love reading comments. And on top of that, looking down some hurt. of the comments, because mm -hmm. there's like 15 responses to this one, mm -hmm. it looks like either a bunch of people have you uh, blocked or have deleted their posts. Probably. De oh. Be because this, this woman has like seven responses in a row where she's actually naming somebody she's responding to, uh -huh. but their posts aren't here. I'm noticing that a lot lately. I... I if it was a one-time thing, I, I would think, oh, yeah, someone has to be blocked. But I'm seeing it over and over again. And, and or I, that person just has to be very, very popular and everywhere. And, and, and I would point out that this the, the, the person that made this comment is not white. Okay. And, and, like, one of the responses, which, again, is her responding to somebody else, but that other comment's gone. Mm -hmm. says, the fact that you don't realize white privilege is real and not imagined is proof that you're ensconced in it. Any white person who doesn't realize that they are afforded certain opportunities because they are white is either ignorant or in denial. And while I can't necessarily <laughs> deny that, I mean, right. I mean, the, it's true to a certain extent. I mean, I, I'm their first comment still has me. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, and that's what I'm confused by because that mm -hmm. one's actually well put. Okay. And the first one is just confusing me. Because the first one is not well-written. That valet just threw something into that car. Okay. They're all good. <laughs> I love having, I have a big window in front of me looking at downtown Detroit and, and the valets for the uh, huge shout-out to Foundation Hotel. <laughs> this is, and, and the toss wasn't a mean toss. I think the person just dropped something, and he was making sure he got it. Yeah, I have ADD sometimes. It's okay. Oh, man. Let me find one more here. Um, On the same story or you're looking for a different story? Um, I'll do the same story here. You go ahead and read this one. That one right there. <laughs> this kid is going to get appointed to some political position. Shame. <laughs> the, 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 pa the pause and emphasis was added by me. Because there's actually no grammar on this at all. <laughs> And then the very next comment says this should be considered a fallacious lawsuit and thrown out. I have to admit that I don't know the definition of fallacious off the top of my head. Um, I'm assuming it's similar to frivolous. Yeah, that's what I assume too. But I don't know f f officially. Okay, let me let me pick another. Um, let's pick another article here. Uh, okay, that's a funny one, but I'm not going. Uh, basically, an article. Having to tell people about another article that was from a fake news site uh, and talk about how the police had to say, hey, you know that thing you keep asking us about? Yeah, that was from a fake news site, a satire. I, I've had to cover <laughs> some of those myself. Is, is it really that huge? Well, I, I, I cover a predominantly Muslim community, so there's mm -hmm. lots of fake sites where people make up stuff about them and oh, Sharia yeah. law and all kinds of stuff. Okay. And, and typically our response generally is to ignore it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if, if the story happens to get picked up by somebody else, the, 
that didn't realize it was fake. Once it starts to spread, then I kind of feel it's my responsibility to try and help quash it. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to like be like, hey, you know, this website, blah, 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 dot com is spreading false news because like I don't want to give them the the uh, attention. Right. I'm trying to find an, uh, now I did find the news story talking about Cobalt Hall changes name since I'm since it's literally right to our right here. But I saw another. I uh, here's what I'm looking for. Um, another thing concerning Cobalt Hall kind of. So Autorama is held there and. Uh, the city of Detroit had said no to um, a Smokey and the Bandit tribute stunt because it Cobalt Hall's inside that movie where they do like this car stunt jumps over a ramp. And I guess the car had Confederate flag on the license plate or the state of Georgia. Um, I'm not. OK, quite- yeah, well, one quick thing. Cobalt Hall is not in the movie. Oh, it's not. Well, it was on the. No, it. That's that's from the that's a clip, right? No, that that is from two or three years ago when they did a Dukes of Hazard version of the same okay. stunt jump at the show. See, I'm not fa- getting on new source. Um, so a couple years ago they they mm. did Dukes of Hazard, and this was before the Dukes of Hazard controversy where they stopped selling the the replica General Lee right. with, with the flag on it. So so knowing that that was a controversy now, the organizer the organizers of this mm. of the show decided to do well. We'll do Smoking the Bandit instead. Right. You know, we'll, we'll make the Firebirds instead of the the uh, yeah General Lee, and and, and ma- I'm, not I'm, the I'm, same car. I don't know if there well, was a Confederate flag on that no, one. Well, I know it's not on it. Someone said it was on the license no, plate. And, and and you know, I've I've been a big fan of the Smokey and the Bandit movies like okay. literally my entire life. The first mm-hmm. one came out the same year as Star Wars. I have all seven on DVD. There there was three theatrical ones. Okay. First two starred Burt Reynolds, and then there was four made for TV ones made in the '90s that were on like the Speed Channel or whatever. I remember seeing as a kid. They weren't very good, but when I bought the DVD set, it came with all seven. So oh, okay, but I can honestly tell you, I've never paid that much attention to know there was a Confederate flag on the car until I saw this story yesterday. And yeah, there's a small one on the license plate. It would have been a matter. <laughs> it would have been a matter of don't put the replica license plate on the car, and they could have approved the jump. <laughs> Instead, they didn't. I love so I love these comments because there's a lot of comments referring to the Confederate flag. It's no longer about why they're not doing the stunt. It's tall talking about the Confederate flag. So I'm trying to scroll through here about more of the stunt. Uh, here's one saying, "Why is Burt Reynolds mentioned with a pick of the General Lee?" <laughs> now we just figured out why. Right. Uh, um, so Detroit won't honor Burt Reynolds because of the license plate on a car he drove in a movie. What a bunch of two ellipses. So six dots after that. In uh, 1977, the movie came out, FYI, also. <laughs> and, and, it, and it was set between Georgia and Texas. Like, <laughs> like, like, right. like Smokey and the Bandit. Like the Bandit lived in Texas, but Bo Darville. Don't, don't, I, know, I know a lot more about this than I should. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm learning. And and the thing was, he had to go to Texarkana, Texas, pick up a, a truckload of Coors beer and bring it back for mm-hmm. uh, the, the I believe it was the Southern 500, which is Atlanta Motor Speedway. Like the, the guy that was made, making the bet with him offered him a brand new semi truck as payment if he, if he could do it in, I think it was 48 hours. Might have been 24. Sure. I, I, I don't remember that detail. But so him and his buddy, like he, he went and bought the, the blocker car. His buddy was right. the truck driver. And they went and picked up the beer, had to bring it back. It was actually bootlegging because you couldn't bring Coors beer this side of the Mississippi back then. Okay. And that was the whole premise that of the movie. That was the whole premise. Okay. Um, I'm going to do two more because we have a time limit. 
in here. Um, okay, I'll let you read this one because th- th- this proves how confusing it is when you run a news story with a different car as the thumbnail, which is as a car of from Dukes and Hazards as a thumbnail and not Smokey and the Bandit. But I would also almost guarantee you if you click on it, it mentions that it was from like the 2017 show. Right, right, right. Um, this one right here, okay. I believe. PC moronic behavior. It's a flag on a car that is a replica of the Dukes of Hazard car. Stop being a bunch of you-know-what and grow a set. Okay. Well, maybe that wasn't the one I was looking at. Uh, well, yeah. Dukes of Hazard. We're, right. talking, we're talking about Smokey and the Bandit. Right. But most people, they saw the picture, <laughs> and, and they know the General Lee had the flag on the they hook. They didn't read the article. The, right. <laughs> but, but I would almost guarantee you, if you were to scroll up and actually open the article... Yeah. The the cut line on the photo would either mention like that it was from a couple years ago or that it's a file picture from Right. But it just should, like people if you're going to comment on something, read the article, at least skim it. Have an idea what they're talking about. And almost nobody does if they ask a question. <laughs> I, I, I literally put the mo- most important information in my stories, the mm-hmm. second and third paragraphs generally. Okay. Cuz you'll have the lead that kind of tells like blah 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 is happening. And the second and third graph will mention like the when where and then you go down from from there. Mm-hmm. Almost every article I share somewhere, somebody asks me, "Oh, when is this happening? Where did it happen?" Like, so if I'm writing about an event that's coming up, it's literally normally the second or third sentence that says when and where. And I still have people that ask me, and they're like, "Oh, well, I didn't read it." Yeah. Okay, I'm. I'm I'll finish this one up uh, with with this comment uh, or comment and reply to. Um, I'm super sensitive, and this flares up my PTSD. So good for them. And, of course, the reply is, you're joking, right? Right? Um, so, Were they? I, I, <laughs> people, it was on the internet, so it has to be true. Uh, hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Let me know what you think of the toad, this Toad and Reed section. Um, Dave, you're clearing so much up for me. It's always nice having a professional reporter here. Um, and you already know how to code, right? I can do very, very basic HTML and uh, some C++. All right, cool. So so, so we're all covered be, be, there. Because I'm super old and learned C++. <laughs> I, I, probably nobody under the age of like 30 even knows what that is. I, I love the fact that you're walking down Woodward and you see Grand Circus that has all these classes on, on, on uh, uh, IT. And now this has been there for quite a while, but it's written on one of the windows saying learn to code as an advertisement to take classes there. And I just love in the recent weeks how that's <laughs> it's still there. So I'm wondering if that's ever going to be taken down. I'm sure people, other people are giggling at it. I'm sure somebody is giggling at it besides me. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just that big of a geek. Well, Dave, please uh, throw out uh, whatever socials you want to throw out. Um, well, it, and it's completely not media related, but uh, mm-hmm. I've mentioned my side business a couple times, Turtle Trinkets Jewelry on Facebook. They may have sponsored us in the past. Uh, we we did formally sponsor the, the original mm-hmm. iteration of the show. Um, we may sponsor again in the future. Depends on... Uh, well, how often you have me back. Well, see, there's the disclaimer. They did not sponsor this episode. Well, we weren't even asked, but... No, no, you weren't. You weren't. Um, but but anyway, it's Turtle Trinkets Jewelry on Facebook. Um, we, we sell lots of jewelry, as you can tell in the name. Uh, toys, minifigures, iron-on patches, all kinds of stuff. Or if you want to see some of my news coverage, again, it is mostly Metro Detroit. You can follow me on Twitter at NHDaveH. 
and I, not not wanting to throw out the newspaper name specifically, I can't really share anymore. If they Google your name, they'll find you. Yeah, I'm not hard to find. Although there are at least two other Dave Herndons that work across the country in the media. Okay. Including the editor of the New Mexico, New Mexico Magazine. Totally mm-hmm. not me. I am totally easy to find. All you have to do is Google Toden, T-O-A-D-E-N, uh, and you'll be able to find Toden.com, YouTube.com slash K, where you can listen and watch. You can watch the show on YouTube, or you can listen to it on many, many podcast apps. Please comment, rate, subscribe. Uh, if you do subscribe on YouTube, hit that little bell for notifications because subscribing doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, at least if you hit the bell, you might be notified when a new episode comes out. I don't know. Um, but, hey, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, and may the algorithms be in your favor. <laughs>